Ben? Do you hear me snapping? Hell yeah. What are we snapping about? Nothing really. I just wanted to, you know, get this really going. Get this jazz. Let's this- do it. Another week, another podcast. I fucking love this shit. Week four, baby. Uh, we're coming <sighs> to you on uh, a special edition Tuesday, uh, September 28th, 2021, 5.23 p.m. Mountain Standard. Why? Are, first of all, how are you today, Andrew? I'm doing great. How are you, Ben? Uh, I'm doing swell. A little rush here, but, you know, we're just sitting down relaxing now. Um, why are we doing it on a Tuesday? Is it because of me? Is it because of you? Is it because of Stuns? Is it because of all of us? I can't quite remember. It's a combination of both, Ben. Um, okay. I will be attending a concert tomorrow. And uh, I'm leaving for Seattle tomorrow. Correct. Okay. Uh, Nick, I think, uh, was open to do it on both days. But, uh, yeah, so we just had to move it a little bit. Are you you're going to Jonas Bros tomorrow? I am not going to the Jonas Brothers tomorrow. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to a <laughs> Tyler Childers <laughs> concert at Red Rock. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, oh, uh, wow. Okay. Fancy. You know me. Okay. I'm a I'm a I'm a country guy. I'm a folk guy. I, you know, I'm cultured. I uh, sure. Let's uh, <clears throat> let's just say Ben that I've been thinking about going to the concert for a while. I do listen to this guy. Kind of mm-hmm. uh, has some vibes with Chris Stapleton as well, who I like, and. Uh, I've been, st- I've been hanging out with this girl a little bit lately, and I was very, very drunk on two Sundays ago. And she asked me if I had been convinced yet to get a ticket, and, you know, alcohol was really <laughs> dimly convincing I needed. Well, you know, I will say, <laughs> have you been, excuse me. Oh, hey, Ben. <laughs> Hello. Wow. <laughs> have you ever been to Red Rocks, Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have been at yeah. one time since I've been out here. It, I, I saw Kygo. I feel like it's pretty cool. You saw Kygo at Red Rocks? That sounds fucking lit. Yeah, it was a good time. Um, Air Blair was there. Some other homies. I took a party bus. Yeah, well, it's cool. Okay. Cool backdrop. Right. Uh, we're well. we're going to be battling the weather potentially. Um, we've got an 80% chance of rain tomorrow. Okay, and that's okay. Yeah, which is fine. The only issue is if electricity enters the area, which it commonly does here, that will mm, be a problem. That will be a problem. Well, and the one so, uh, thing about you going tomorrow night is that you're not going to be missing any football. Correct. That is That's huge. the best. I, you don't want, you don't want to miss the Cincy, Jan- Cincy Jacksonville game. That is true, which is funny because had I seen that game at the beginning of the year on paper, I'd be pretty fired up to watch Lawrence versus Burrow. And sure. I still am. It's just like with how bad yeah. the Jags have been. It's like, okay. We'll, we'll see. That's Hopefully. true. The Jags are really bad. Trevor Lawrence has been great this year. You know, he's been really good for my team. Um, just a quick side tangent on my team. Like, I knew it was going to be bad, but it's been, like, really bad. Like, the fact that Marquise Brown dropped three touchdowns last week, Ramondre yeah. fumbled the first snap of his career and is the – I don't know what the fuck's going on with Kadarius Tony in New York. Like, he's, like – I have no. He's just like all over the place. I just my I, Jesus. But anyways, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's uh, it's devoid of talent at the moment, Ben. But uh, you know that's why it's a long game and not a short game. And uh, you know, you'll build just drama. Like you just drama, do. you know, just drama on my team. Yep. Let's uh, let's segue right into the Taco Bell takeaway of the week. Uh, ben, you can go ahead. Um, since uh, you're already on a tangent about your team, how about how about your favorite team? You want to talk about them? 
Well, yeah, other than my seal fucking trash and losing a Kirk Cousins, <clears throat> Mr. Fucking Plexiglass. Fucking trash. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're just garbage, dude. They're garbage. Their defense is absolute trash, and Russell Wilson's going to be gone next year. But that wasn't even my point. Um, I just love that how everyone is overreacting to just the Chiefs, like just being one and two or whatever. And, or whatever. Yeah, they, yeah they're one and two. And yeah. <clears throat> being last, you know, last in their division. <clears throat> I think people got to remember they lost to a good charter scene. Uh, like that's a pretty damn good charter scene uh, that I like a lot. Herbert's a stud, um, and that defense. I mean, you know, it's getting really good now with Derwin James back there, and Austin Eckler's just been an absolute stud as well. The, the Ravens on a you know, let's be honest, they should have won that game when Clyde Edwards Hilaire fumbles on the fucking final snap of the game. Come on now. So I think by week 17, you know, I think this is typical too, where we just get to this part of the season. There's overreaction every fucking day, but I think with the Chiefs, it's just funny. So I think by week 17, Chiefs will be just fine. I agree completely. I think, oh, and, yeah. and, and prayers to Andy Reid, by the way. Prayers to Andy Reid. He's out of the hospital. Sounds like he's healing good. Um, yeah, I think it's the inevitable nature of the 24-7 media cycle. Mm-hmm. Um People don't even aren't even necessarily intentionally overreacting. They literally need to provide content on shows on a daily basis, True. and so and Tim Tebow's not in the league anymore. So, right. So you got to fill the void somehow. Um, they should just start thing, covering our our fantasy league. They like could. they should they should really just put us on ESPN. There's gonna be there's gonna be eventually shows like that where they get very specific. And, I like that. Uh, you know, but we're kind of ahead of the curve on that one. Then I'm going to go with the biggest takeaway that most people had and probably what led off a lot of the talk shows on Monday, and that was that the Rams yeah. might be the best team in the NFL, which isn't surprising at all. I My, I wanted to choose that, but I had a hard time. You know, I didn't want to choose the same thing as you. Right. And, and look, I, I thought about some different topics. I also find myself talking about quarterbacks every time in this section, which makes mm-hmm. sense because they're the most important position, but – so I was going to keep talking about that, but I figured I'd switch it up. The point I was going to make, though, is that I'm impressed with their ability to look this good without having very much of a run game. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of been a nice evolution of the Sean McVay era there, where obviously the first several years they just pounded Todd Gurley into the ground, heavy reliance on the run game, obviously some play action, obviously Goff still threw the ball plenty, things like that. But just the kind of the transition from that era to now the, the Stafford team, or even the most recent years with Goff, where they were throwing more. Um, and so it just kind of, you know, continues to prove the somewhat offensive genius of, of McVay and just his ability to adapt to his personnel. Um, but yeah, it was nice to see them beat the Buccaneers pretty handedly. They're definitely going to be a force, um, you know, down the stretch here. And But it's week three. So, you know, calling them the best team right now doesn't really mean much. I'm sure they're at top most power rankings, but we got a long way to go. Yeah, I hate that they're in the. Uh, because they are fucking good. They are really good. Um, the addition of Matt Stafford at quarterback, I think that opened up their offense just that much more. Um, it's always been an offense where they like to open up horizontally, you know, with, uh, you know, sweeps and short passes, yep. horizontally, stuff like that. Um, lots of yards after catch. But now that they have a guy who, you know, has an arm who has one of the best arms in the league and who's been in the league forever and knows all these different defenses he sees all the time. Um, and let's be honest, he's just a better player, just a better quarterback than Jared Goff. 
And I don't, and I like Jared Goff. Don't get me wrong, but Stafford is just a better quarterback in general. So to put him in that offense, I mean, it's just it's dangerous. And then, I mean, don't get me started on the defense. The defense is ridiculous as well. So yeah, yeah, they've got some serious star power. And despite their lack of first round picks lately, big, definitely big game against week though. Big time in LA. Yeah, should be a good one. Kyler. Let's uh, let's go ahead and and move on here, Ben. Quick recap of the scores this week. Uh, as you noted, not a super exciting week in, in the Dynasty Kings League. A lot of blowouts. Yeah. yeah, really not a lot of games that that came down to the wire in any capacity. <laughs> we'll take a quick run through through them. Uh, Skaggs Island one thirteen, Moz Meatloaf sixty five. A lot of injuries for Snides. We'll be we'll be speaking with Snides later uh, later this evening in the interview. Should be a really good time. He's been excited. He's got questions for us. Uh, La Marvelous Llamas, 89, All Mahomes Ball, 116 and a half. Finally got Bosco's team name correct. That uh, Bellify Island, this was the uh, the Geico game of the week. Bellify Island with the upset victory over the Golden Bandits, 112 and a half to 103 and a half. Uh, really nice performance from Joe's team. You know, not the typical performance we've seen from Anthony's, but he still got to 103 points. Uh, you know. Three you know, Joe. 3-0 and Joe. That's what they're going to start calling him in the streets. Really <laughs> proud of the kid. Uh, B, B he's also trying out for Arizona football, by the way. So that's big. He's 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 a top-flight corner in the adult ranks and the inner oh, ranks, so I have no doubt in his ability. Uh, been a shutdown guy since day one, so best of luck exactly. to you, Joe. Bear down. Exactly. We need all the help we can get. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bees Nuts, 129. Bill Belichick, 86 and a half. The nightmare season for William continues, drops to 0 and 3. Uh, the Ohio State, 75. Scott's Tots, 97 and a half. Is that your highest uh, point total? Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, I think we, we scored more than 40 points this week, which is always a good thing. Um, and then we scored even more than 40 points. We went by 35. That's crazy, man. Um, yeah. This squad is just up on the up and up, so watch out. That's right. Big time leading scorers: Gio Bernard, Naeem Hines, and Jacoby Myers. That's quite Love a line, that. right? Yeah, that's that's, quite a... that's step that's stepping up, <laughs> big time. And then lastly, we've got the Darren Narwallers, 128 and a half over the San Rafael football team, 105 and a half. That was technically a Monday night come from behind victory. However, <laughs> Zeke only needed a point or so to uh, yeah, to push him over the edge. Had a big game. Devontae Adams, Zeke Elliott, Kirk Cousins, nicely done. Two and one for Zach, one and two for Travis. I'll go ahead and hand, hand it over to you since I gave you the game of the week assignments this week, the uh, Geico game of the week. Uh, we want to thank Geico, yeah. our primary car insurance sponsor, yeah. not progressive. Exactly. Uh, Fuck progressive as always. Uh, yeah. We want to make sure we uh, uh, let clear on this podcast. Um, I compared this to week zero of college football where – you just get a lot of trash. You may get one, maybe two good games, but overall you get a lot of blowouts and uh, it was tough. But <clears throat> since I had to pick one, we went with uh, Joe versus Anthony. What other team name is again? Remind me. We got Bellify yeah. Island versus Golden Bandits. Uh, yeah. Bellify Island beat the Golden Bandits. Joe beat Anthony 112.5 to 103.5, so nine-point win. Uh, to be honest with you, this – Game kind of looked like it was over going into Monday night, <clears throat> but Dalton Schultz decided to ball out and make it a little bit of a game. So shout out to Dalton Schultz. 
Yeah, great player. Definitely got interesting. Joe got some help with his two Packer boys in the Sunday night mm-hmm. game. That definitely helped push him forward as well. Yeah. But, yeah, pretty uh, pretty low-key week of games. We'll move right along. Week three superlatives. Best start, worst set, eye-opening performance. Great Goose Egg of the Week and the Al Davis Just Win Baby Award. We love them all. Uh, we're going to start with best start. This one, again, you know, scoured the league to try to find what we could. I'm going to go with, uh, in that same matchup we just discussed, James Conner, running back of the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, he had 17 and a half points for Joe. Uh, and again, that was in a nine-point win. And of note, James Conner scored seven combined points in the first two weeks. Uh, so it took some serious chops to throw him back in the lineup. Now they're fa- facing a really bad Jacksonville team. So that does sure. make sense. But again, if you start a running back that scores less than 10 combined points through two weeks, it's really hard to keep him in the lineup. So Absolutely. props to Joe. It, it helps get him a win. <clears throat> also a former uh, The Ohio State member. Yeah, big time. Always goes back to that, you yeah. uh, know. Our guy Dalton Schultz out there. I know it was a loss for Anthony, but 23 points. Um, that was a big time performance by his tight end to try to get him back into that game. So uh, we'll see what happens in the future weeks with Dalton Schultz and Anthony's team. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, shout out to everyone that had over two and a half mentions of Dalton Schultz. That bet has officially hit. Uh, so all my sharks out there, holler. Uh, worst sit, Ben. This one was tough. There really weren't good qualifiers per se in terms of ones that actually affected ultimately the uh, yep. results of a matchup. Um, and this one is, was another tough one because he did not have a promising start. So he did ultimately get benched. And that was James Robinson on Bosco's team. Struggled the first yes. two weeks. So I don't blame him whatsoever for benching him. Bosco's got a deep team. So it's not like he made a poor decision with uh, who he ultimately started. But James Robinson did score 21 points, had his best game of the season. He did lose uh, the game itself by 27 and a half points. So that alone would not have made the difference. <laughs> yeah. But that's always tough. That's always, you know, fantasy football. You got a guy in your lineup multiple weeks in sure. a row. They're playing shitty. It's really hard to just be like, yo, if we're going to keep keep the faith, leave them in there. It's kind of what I'm facing with Allen Robinson, uh, James's brother this week. Yep. He's had a really rough start to the season. Now I know that their quarterback situation is awful. It always has been. But Oof, they get Detroit this week. This is the prove-it game against Detroit. If it doesn't happen, then you're going to ride the pine until I can trust here if they get Dalton back in there, whatever it may be. How James about your Campbell. worst set, Ben? Uh, James Robinson, also another former member of the Ohio State. Um, yes. I know him very well. Uh, Tim Patrick or Hunter Enfro, uh, you could choose either or from Anthony's bench. Um, they both went for over 11.5 points in a or more in a nine-point loss. Um, and instead, he did play Robbie Anderson, who I think got 0.5 points. So, he did. Uh, tough. I know. I, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. It's it, it would be tough to say Anderson for either of those two. But then I go look at Patrick's stats, and I'm like, holy hell, like he's been. I mean, I know it's, it's only solid. two weeks, but it's been the model of consistency. And but you just never know with those two, two weeks. weeks with Judy out, which. True. Yeah. Elevates the status. And then Renfro, you just never know. I mean, he's just, I I watch Renfro pray and I'm just always amazed at what he can do. Yeah, I agree completely. Now, again, with that one, and a lot of times with this worst sit category, truly we're not trying to, you know, poke on someone for making a bad decision. Well, no, I am. I am. I am. But statistically. Anthony screwed up. He's the worst fantasy player in the world, and he sucks. Oh, wow. Here we go. With, with more I'm of the hate. We, we thought kidding. we might be able to get another episode, but no, Ben just went right at the throat once again. I can't uh, wait to have him on. I can't wait. 
It's gonna be fun. We we don't have a guest locked in for next week yet. So we, we'll don't. we don't. We don't. So uh, boys, boys, someone's gonna volunteer, yeah. or I'm gonna shoot a text out and see who wants to. Yeah. And uh, we're gonna transition here, Ben, to the eye-opening <laughs> performance of the week. Uh, an individual player that wowed us. Still mm-hmm. looking for a sponsor that starts with the letter E. Uh, I'm gonna start with Najee Harris on Dan Pilger's team. Uh, the hotshot rookie, as everyone knows, on the Steelers. Not the hottest you know, starts of the season so far. The Steelers, quite frankly, look pretty bad. But I was blown away to find out. You know, Naturally, I just watched the games on Red Zone. That one was a morning game. There's a lot going on. I'll be honest, they didn't show a whole lot of Steelers Bengals. I had no idea until yesterday morning that he caught 14 fucking balls this weekend, Ben. Yeah. He had 14 carries and 14 catches. And I'm like, holy shit. Well, that's how you fucking put up some points as a running back. Right. Uh, just for, just 40 yards on the ground, 2.9 yards per carry. That offensive line is but, not good, but 14 catches for yeah. 102 yards. That's 21 total points. And the true definition <laughs> of eye-opening performance, that just like blew my mind when I read the stat that he had that many catches. So props to Najee Harris. He's you know finding value despite the fact that there's not a lot of holes to run behind. Uh, honorable mention, we'll actually go to one of my team members, Alexander Madison, backup running back of the Vikings. 26 carries, 112 yards, and then yep. six catches for 59 yards, 19 total points. Against the Hawks. Against the Hawks, you know, pretty talented <clears throat> defense out there so far. And yeah, what I defense. really, yeah. really what, what I wanted to highlight here is it's kind of a nice feeling despite the fact that Dalvin is one of the top five assets in, in this league. When he goes out, I kind of just like, all right, yeah, Madison's got a dog too. Plug Plug in, in. Yep. He's getting 26 carries, six catches. I'm like, all right. Like, I mean, literally when he runs, yeah. he looks very similar. Like when no. they're both active, it's I, I like do, kind of hard to tell who's in. I do want to warn you, Andrew. And yes, he's a great player, but he did come against uh, a bottom three defense in the league. Right. I'm not even. Jo- I'm not even joking. Like the Seahawks are that fucking bad. Yeah, and and it's and it's good to hear that it's not you know weighing on each honestly in terms of how the doing. Seahawks. Could play without cornerbacks, and it would be the same fucking thing. <laughs> go, go ahead with your eye-opening performances, Ben. Okay, anyways. <clears throat> uh, the winner for this week for me is Mike Williams, yep. uh, Rob's team. And uh, seven catches, 122 yards, two tutties. Uh, I truly think that he might become Herbert's like favorite tar- target. Uh, just being that kind of deep threat big guy and Herbert loving being you know loving to throw that deep ball. I truly think Williams is going to be a stud here coming up soon. So He's big had a day. Great start. He has <clears throat> um, honorable mention, and I know you guys haven't heard this before, um, but Dalton Schultz. <laughs> it always comes back to Dalton Schultz, boys. Um, but he huge day, six catches, eighty yards. Um, 23 fantasy points. Uh, that's a big, that's a big fucking day. So, and he looked good out there. He, he did. He's had a strong start to the season. I'm impressed with his ability to produce, despite the fact that Blake Jarwin is also there. And obviously, mm-hmm. he's getting tar- Jarwin's yeah. getting targeted less. But and, he's definitely still on the field. And I don't. And we're we're not even sure that Mark Va- or uh, not Rico Gathers is there. But if he Correct. is, his, he's also a dangerous weapon at any point. You just never know. At any point, especially if Blake Jarwin happens to go down here soon, step into exactly. that backup role. Maybe then he's, you know, doing the things that Dalton's doing right now. Exactly. Um, so congrats to everyone that had the, you know, over four and a half mentions of Dalton Schultz. 
um, that even bigger odds. So shouts to you guys. We're going to transition Congrats. to my uh, my favorite superlative of the week, the Grey Goose Egg of the Week, sponsored by Grey Goose Vodka. It tastes like shit. You all know the story. Uh, just one goose egg out there this week, Ben, and that was David and Joku. You might be a little bit surprised Good if he guy. was in the starting lineup this week. Shouts to you. Uh, but he was on Williams' team. Zero targets, zero catches, zero points. I think I might have read that he played 50 snaps total. Just a, a rough look. I know it's hard to score as a tight end, and some teams are thinner than other, others, but just rough when you see a goose egg in the lineup. Wouldn't have mattered with Williams' team. It wasn't a close match. Yeah, that's matchup, just bad. Yeah. That, was bad. Our, uh, that was our goose egg. And then we had three honorable mentions, uh, all dudes that scored 0.5 points. And just in case you're wondering at home, we're not going to throw guys in here like A.J. Brown didn't score any points, but he also got hurt in the first quarter. Like, obviously, we're not going to throw in that or Jarvis Landry the week before. Um, you know, we're not looking for injured guys. We're talking about guys that played. So uh, honorable mention, all half a point. We got the GOAT, Bob Tanyan, Robbie Anderson, who we mentioned earlier, and Darnell Mooney of the Bears, also of Travis's team. They all scored half a point, meaning they basically caught one pass for less than 10 yards. So, uh, you know, so close to the Grey Goose Egg of the Week for those guys, but not quite bad enough. Huge week for me that uh, no one on my squad point five. Yeah. That's big time. That's Did great. you have someone at 0.5? Uh, no, nobody. Nope. Everyone's higher than 1.5 on my squad or more. Huge. Huge. On the starting, on the starting, on the starting lineup. Of course, of course, that's progress. And uh, lastly, the Al Davis just win baby award goes to a Bay Area native, <laughs> Scott's Tots. 97 and a half points this week. Perfectly respectable. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. The whole point yeah. of the category is who basically scored the least in a win. He was the answer. Would have lost to seven of the 11 teams this week. But we still want to give out the award because, you know, we like trophies and stuff like that. So, shout Scott's thoughts. Just win, baby award. Got off the schneid, too. First one of the week. Uh, first one of the year. Sorry. Uh, so, big there. That'll wrap things up for week three, Ben. We're going to go ahead and transition to week four. Because we're doing this on a Tuesday afternoon, we do not have a fab recap because mm-hmm. fab hasn't taken place yet. All good. <clears throat> I figured we'd have a brief brief discussion as to kind of what's out there i will talk about josh gordon in just a moment i just wanted to give a shout out to joe uh, in the last week just looking at the recent activity after fab took place he actually added both jared goff and <laughs> and to a tongue of Iloa, in addition to already adding daniel jones that we talked about <laughs> on last week's pod just stacking up those quarterbacks and don't get me wrong i think all three of those guys deserve to be rostered depending on how good your quarterback situation is how good your depth is i have no problem with those guys especially i mean especially watching goff so far on the lines i'm like okay like he's putting up enough points where he should probably be at least on a roster if you needed to start and let's out. not forget daniel jones is the fastest quarterback in the league that's right that's right needs to be mentioned with the top athletes in the league so anyway shouts to joe he's got aaron Rodgers, but he loves just stacking those you know young slightly intriguing quarterbacks see what he can get with them Listen, also joe's, just, a, joe's a brilliant mind let's be honest with ourselves like he's he just is. one of the more brilliant minds in the league he's constantly trying to find ways to take it to the next level you know right. he's like bill belichick you know so he's just he's just out there i love it great guy yeah big brain absolutely <laughs> great kid uh, and then i just wanted to give a quick shout out to zach um and the reason i say that is because it just cracks me up Every time I go through the recent activity, he's always picking up some kind of random ass running back. And truly, this is no offense to Jacquez Patrick, if that's how you pronounce it. I get that in theory he has a path to, to being a Niners running back. But like every once in a while, for a team that's as good as Zach's, all of a sudden you just see 
just a, a rotating shuffle of your Bryce Loves, your Darius Geises, Jamar Jefferson, Jaquiz Patrick. It's just never a dull moment of just random ass dudes. And he's like, oh, well, if five dudes get hurt and this guy happens to get hot for a game, he might have some value. And I fucking love it. Um, love so it always too. puts a smile on my face. Don't ever change. And he's got Tyler back. Huntley. And he's never going to let Tyler Huntley go. Never. Well, yeah. I mean, look, he's on record as saying Tyler Huntley's better than Lamar Jackson. So <laughs> I think that tells you everything you need to know. He's um, probably a better quarterback. <laughs> he's just not a better running back. <laughs> brutal um ben here's my question for you josh gordon signed mm-hmm. with the chiefs this week yeah what is your former, guess as to former seahawk former seahawk had a great career with the seahawks really yeah um <clears throat> what is your prediction for the fab bid for josh gordon this week that's hilarious oh man i can give you a little bit of information that six of the 10 teams still have all 100 dollars left i do that's me. I do because well. I've lost out because yep. I've lost out on two to fucking Will. Yeah, like I fucking I would never want to go to a real auction with Will. He he'd be crazy. I know. Um, I know. All right, here I'm thinking. Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, uh, man, I'm thinking like twenty think bucks full, max. Twenty bucks max. You don't think I Travis just, is putting in his full ninety five? Uh if he does, Travis, I love you, but my god, oh my god, I just. <laughs> But it's, but it's Josh Gordon, Ben. Like six years yeah. ago, he was really good. No, I know, and he still could be decent, even though, you know on Chiefs' offense. But man, I just, I just don't know like what's going on in his head half the fucking time. Like, I know yeah. they don't like suspend you for weed anymore, but like, fuck, I don't know. Like, I just don't know. I don't know. I, I'm thinking twenty bucks. I will probably stay away. You know, I've I have. Uh, roster space that I don't want to get rid of. So, yeah. you know, good luck. Good luck to everyone out there. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll see. You know, I do have love for Josh Gordon. He has certainly been on, on Skaggs Island in the past. Yeah. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. I love Josh Gordon too. I just don't, at this point, in like a fantasy terms, I probably don't love him. I agree. I agree. I think he's completely past the, past the hill. I think we've seen, you know, yeah. plenty I mean, of blasts. If it was going to happen – it was going to be earlier. In his, yeah. in his the dude smoked some fucking weed. And yet he was like a top five receiver every year in the fucking league on the fucking Browns. So like cut him some fucking slack. Okay. Absolutely. Um, it'll be an interesting one though, Ben, because I do think in this league compared to redraft leagues, the fab budget can be used differently and more aggressively. I agree. Because, and I because like the pool like is so small. Yeah. Like, like I'm, I can personally tell you I'm not going to put a bit on him, but if I was mm-hmm. going to, like, I would consider putting my whole $100. Like, truly yeah. just to be like, I don't really give a shit if I run well, out of money. We're already trying so, to scrape the bottom yeah. of the barrel. It's kind of getting to that point where I'm like, I might just start throwing, like, bunches of money around. Because, like, right. I was just kind of testing the waters here and there and seeing what happened. And luckily I didn't miss anyone that oh, but, like, yeah, I mean, if you really want somebody, if you really feel good about somebody, just drop that fucking right. And it doesn't, and it's not going to hurt you that much for spending a lot of your budget because, quite frankly, the core of our teams are already set. We're just kind of throwing flyers out there at this point. Yeah, exactly. If you tell me like, oh, you don't have any more money to budget, you just have to like randomly pick up a guy at the right time. I'm like, all right, fine, I'll deal with it. It would have been, it would have been interesting, like at the beginning of last year when I picked up James Robinson before. before the season started as like a was an undrafted free agent, pretty much UFDA yep. in, you know, everywhere. I don't know if anyone else had tried to pick him up, but that would have been interesting, you know, with the fab. Oh, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously we talked a little about the Tyson Williams thing earlier in the year and things like that, but, um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see, you know, wake up uh, Wednesday morning, always something to look forward to the uh, recent activity. We're going to look ahead to the week four matchups, Ben. Uh, we're going to start with Bellify Island again, three and O Joe. That's what kids are calling them out on the streets versus yep. the La Marvelous Llamas. That's two for two on pronouncing Bosco's team name correctly. Uh, he's one and two. Big matchup here. Bosco de- desperate for a win as one of the contenders in this league. 104.6 is his projection, 97.7 for Bellify Island. The betters are going to keep doubting Joe, but that, you know, he's going to fight through that. We all know that. We've got the. Yep, he thrives in that role. Golden Bandits, two and one versus Bees Nuts, two and one. Really nice matchup. 119.7 is the projection for Anthony. 99 is the project, projection for Dan there. We've got uh, one of the lower projections of the week, and this is probably just because injuries are factoring in. Uh, maybe Nick hasn't switched his lineup quite yet, but Moz Meatloaf versus The Ohio State, 1-2 and two versus I did. I did just check that, and um, I think he's up to 93.9 now. 93.9 is officially the projected. updated one. Yeah. Ben projected for an 82.2. That's big time. That's uh, respectable. That be, you know, that'd be the highest highest total, trending in the right direction, as we all know. We need Elijah Mitchell to get back on the field as the bottom line for you, Ben. Um, we got Bill Belichick, 0-3, nightmare start to the season, projected for 110 points versus the Darren Narwallers, 115.4, uh, Zach's 2-1. I know William's chomping at the bit for that game because he just would love to beat Zach more than anything in the world. Oh, 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 oh. You, you hear that motorcycle? Ooh, badass, dude. I hate motorcycles more than anything. Uh, we've got <laughs> John Potts projected 102.4. He's one and two. Also one and two, the Center Hill football team projected for 100, so it should be a really close matchup. That's a big one. You know, two one and two teams. You don't want to start one and three. I want to get back to 500. And then our Michelob Ultra matchup of the week. I'm going to turn it over to you for this one, Ben. Appreciate you letting me answer this yet again. Uh, I'm going to go with you, Skaggs Island versus uh, All Mahomes Ball Rob. 3 0 Skaggs versus 2 1 Rob. Um, I've doubted Rob's team all year long, and they've proven me wrong all year long. Um, and so I'm, I'm happy to say Rob's team is good. Um, Meanwhile, Skaggs, you've got a real consistent, solid team that can win any week. Um, this one's going to be exciting to watch. We're going to be sipping on a couple of Michelob Ultras while uh, watching this game. Absolutely. And shouts to the uh, the Ryder Cup boys. They were not only did they crush Europe, they were crushing Michelob Ultras after the mm-hmm. uh, after the round. You'd love to see that. Mm-hmm. You know what I love about Rob's team is while well, he's a great manager and has you know developed a steady pipeline of receivers to go along with mm-hmm. the Mahomes Kelsey duo. He also just finds diamonds in the rough at the running back position. And I'm not even saying all these guys are diamonds in the rough, but Trey Sermon all of a sudden yep. gets elevated I to know. running back one I for know. the Niners. Chubba Hubbard gets elevated to running back one I for know. Carolina. You know, know, Jamal Williams. And the funniest thing out, is, despite not being the starter, we were like, during all my mock drafts, all of our mock drafts, even when you were doing it with me, we always gave Rob Chubba Hubbard. We just oh, always yeah. did because we were it like, was a match made in heaven. Exactly. Like it's just here we are, yeah. and then and then McCaffrey, like you know, 
might pull that hamstring one more time and then all of a sudden off to the races. So, yeah. you know, with spin at running back to start, but he's, he's grinding his way and he's two and one and should be a great matchup. Uh, I believe Rob's gonna be out of town this weekend, so we won't be physically watching it together. Uh, but you know, we'll be wishing each other well from, from wherever we are. Good. Um, and lastly, before we do transition to primetime Pickham and the interview with Nick Snyder, Ben's betting corner presented by Baskin Robbins. Any ice cream thoughts for us this week, Ben? Oh, great, great question. Um, ice cream. I had some Hagen Doss like bar ice cream bars the other day. Have you ever had those? I have. Yeah. Oh my gosh, those are good. Those are like I mean, what, really what good. kind? That's pretty. Bad, they were. But... I I just had like these milk chocolate covered uh, vanilla bars and vanilla yeah. ice cream bars. I mean, I'm nothing so crazy. Nothing crazy, but my God, they were real good. Um, yep. Very impressive. Easy. Uh, you know, anything on a stick, it's just easy, yep. you know? So, without question. Shout, shout out to foods on, on a stick. Um, honestly, to be honest with you, um, do you think we could get Snides like, on right now just to talk about this? Because this is kind of about me and Yeah, because he wasn't. It- he was, yeah. yes. He was involved in some of these bets. Sounds like yeah. he was the uh, sports book. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Here's, here's what we're going to do, Ben. And and quick shout out on the ice cream topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, another great quick option is the Tillamook ice cream sandwiches. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. They're a little bit small, so it's hard not to eat two of them in, in a night. But yeah. um, but another great option, shout to Tillamook, one of the greatest yes. dairy brands in the world. But what we're going to do, Ben, is we're going to go to commercial here. And then we're going to get Ben mm-hmm. on the other – or sorry, we're going to get Nick on the other line. And we're going to take it from there. Does that sound good? Love it. Yeah. See you soon. Peace. I just want to take a quick moment to thank our title sponsor, Cheez-Its, uh, greatest snack brand in the world, specifically the four cheese flavor, the single greatest snack of all time. Uh, we want to thank them for sponsoring the show. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you don't like Cheez-Its, go fuck yourself. Back to the pod. Wow. The boys are back. Nick, can you hear us all right? I can hear you. What's going on, gentlemen? Living Let's the go. dream. Living the dream. Ben, how are we? How's the uh, how's the account looking after <clears throat> this weekend, Ben? What a well, that's why we actually that's what why we actually brought yeah. <laughs> great job, it's great job. Wow. So we, that's why that's why we brought you on. We were about to do uh, Ben's betting corner, you know, presented by Baskin Robbins, of course, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, most of my betting this week—I mean, half my betting was with you this weekend. Snides at the yeah, fan yeah, at the fan duel sportsbook. All the L's I took this weekend were with you. So yeah, yeah rough day. That sportsbook with you again. Well, it was that guy. It was that guy that came over <laughs> oh, yeah. and sat next to us, the Notre Dame fan. Oh, I didn't really, I didn't really understand a word that he was saying, but he, he kept trying the, to talk to us. He was the biggest gypsy of a guy I've ever. Been. You want to know what the problem was, though? Everybody in the sports book, it was it was sketch. Yeah, you it want to know sketch. what the issue was, though, boys? Mm-hmm. Huh. I bet you can guess, but it was probably the fact that you bet on fucking Wisconsin <laughs> to win a game. Yeah, you idiot. All, all I could do after after Ben and I did that, all I thought to myself was, "Jesus, Nick, you just bet on Wisconsin, Notre Dame, like you have a fucking problem." But, but worst in our programs in the okay. world, in our Thank defense, you. a little bit. The whole entire game, we were saying yes, against Wisconsin, but at least against it was against Notre Dame. <laughs> like, I, you know I what I'm disagree. saying? Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? That was that was the only the only like reading benefit out of all that. So I understand though, but I get it. 
Yeah, well, that's Re- just realistically. Yeah. Realistically, the only reason we really did that too is because that was like the main game or one of the two. Right, and it was on in the morning too. There. We had to, True. we had to watch, have some rooting interest. But you know, we also had. Well, I took Georgia that morning um, to crush Where was Vanderbilt. The book? What was the sports book? What was the name of the it, casino? So, FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, what's the arena called? Snides, where the Suns play? Footprint. The new Sun, or the yeah, what's the Suns arena? But they call it Footprint Arena now, which is the weirdest thing yeah. ever. But yeah, yeah, they built a they built a sportsbook in it, so pretty cool. That's kind yeah, of sick. So cool. you went yeah. to the basketball arena, and the only people that are there are in the sportsbook. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It was like it was like a it was like a big ass room, like on the outside of the arena. You can can walk in and stuff like that. It was cool, though. You know, yeah, it was cool. I think they, I think they, they're gonna expand on it. But yeah, yeah, exactly. I I will say, we were impressed with the smoked chicken nachos for being like a sports book, like bar, like arena sort of thing. Not bad. Yeah, definitely better than stadium food. Love Mm -hmm. to hear that. Are they gonna have that open while games are going on as well? I they think that's the big better. plan. <clears throat> right. I think that's I think that's the big plan. And from what I also know is that they're opening a Caesars Sportsbook in right field of Chase Field uh, in like 2022, 2023 or something like that. And you can wow. just go and sit there or stand or whatever during the game and just bet on whatever you want. So, yeah. It's evolving. <clears throat> it's here. It's It'll be interesting to see how those kind of places do when everybody can just gamble on their phone now too. Yeah, I will say it will be it would be sick to go to like a baseball game in September and be able to bet on like football. You know what I'm saying? And just sit there and like try to keep track of your football game, your football bets, and also watch the baseball game a little bit. That sounds kind of sick. I, I think one of the benefits too is those that are not you know already ahead of the curve in terms of getting on the apps and betting on their phone and things like that right. is in those settings can go in with some cash and just be like, yeah. Right. That's yeah, one absolutely. kind of thing. Just like in Vegas, you know, where you can be like, yo, fuck it. I'm, I don't need an app. I'm just going yeah. in with some cash. Um, no, sure. Any other recaps from the weekend in terms of betting? Uh, no, that well, Justin just... Tucker, that Justin Tucker field yeah. goal made me 250. That was yeah, there you go. sweet. To hit a parlay or what? Uh, yeah, included in a parlay. That's so sick. You, had you also, uh, yeah, I was going to say Darnold was scoring for a CD. <laughs> yeah. That was a that was a fun one. That was pretty. What random. were the odds on that? That I don't know. I bet five and one hundred twenty-five. So you tell me. I can't, I can't <laughs> do that math personally, but, but um, there you go. Yeah, yeah, feel you. And then uh, it looks like here we've got some bets that Ben likes this week. Okay, uh, well, yeah, collegiate ranks I, and the NFL. Yeah, I did want to check. Didn't we have some last week too? We did, and I can find those for you, Ben. But go I was ahead. Wondering how I, I was just wondering how I did on those last week. Um, yeah, this week I do like Oregon uh, by eight point five against point five or more. Is that uh, Oregon? St- it's at Stanford, but let's be honest, Stanford's just not that good. Let's they're not. I mean, that's that's one of the hardest stadiums you could possibly play in, though. <laughs> rowdy, it's a rowdy crowd there. Um, <clears throat> in the NFL, I got two NFL picks for you guys today. I love the money line. I'm not sure what the money line is right now. I feel like it's just fluctuating all over the place, but uh, they're positive money line right now against the Bears. And let's be honest, how the Bears looked last week and how in three consecutive weeks, like in parts of the games, I feel like they got to win a game at some 
at some point, and I think it has to be this week. So give me them. Um, I'm also going to take the Titans against the Jets. Titans seven and a half. Uh, listen, the Jets are bad. The Jets are really bad. And I think Derrick Henry is just going to steamroll them. It's just going to be a blowout. Where's uh, that game? It's in New York. But I just think Derrick Henry just just absolutely steamrolls them. So give me like, like give me like tight give me like Titans like twenty eight Jets like ten. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And uh, I want to remind everyone that Ben's best bets of the week are sponsored by Big Baller Brand. Uh, so if you're Thank into you. these, good for you. Uh, quick recap, Ben, of last week. You had the over in the Bucks Rams game, 55 and a half. That hit. You had Rutgers plus 20 and a half. That hit. Bang. And uh, we're going to quietly mention that you had Seahawks minus one and a half, which I know is a sore subject. We don't need to go down that spiral Stand. at all any longer. I also want to say it was something about Rutgers plus 20 and a half. I actually never bet on that that week, and I was sat in that sportsbook with Snides, like yelling at the game the entire time. Just yeah, not for yelling. what it's worth, I did yeah. fuck you out of betting. Oh no, that's not true. You won ten bucks. No, me. no, you didn't. You didn't talk me out of anything. I talked myself out of it. I was so upset yelling at this Rutgers fucking Michigan game the entire time, like a fucking idiot. So yeah, just an FYI. All right. So are you going to bet on all three of these games this week? Yeah, I think I have to now. I got to stick to my guns, right? So I can't change anything. I think it's worth it. Yeah, I might throw yeah. a parlay on it. Um, as for primetime pick them, as a reminder, we pick the Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night football games. As for the season-long records, we've got Ben at 3-3. Three and three. We've got the guest picker at 3-3 three and three, and yours truly at 2-4. and four. Uh, I believe – actually, I can look it up from last week. Ben, you hit Carolina minus 8. You hit Green Bay plus 3.5. But you did have Philly plus four, so you went two and one last week. Uh, Zachy Boy Swag missed on Houston plus eight, correct on Green Bay plus three and a half, Dallas minus four. So he also went two and one, and I went two and one with the exact same picks as Zach. So we're going to start with the matchup that we talked a little bit about earlier Jacksonville versus Cincinnati at Cincinnati, specifically on Thursday night. Cincinnati by seven and a half, last I checked. Obviously, it's still early in the week. Nick, you're our guest. We're going to turn it over to you first for that pick. Yeah, I actually, uh, having watched Jacksonville uh, against the Cardinals last weekend, I, I was uh, a little surprised at how how I – I don't want to say I was impressed by them, but I think they played the Cardinals pretty well, and they were mm-hmm. in that game most of the game. Uh, I think this, the Bengals are probably going to be a team that, like, it's going to cover random spreads, but this seems like a lot. I'm not – I'm not trusting seven and a half for Cincy, so I would take Jacksonville plus seven and a half in this. Love it, Ben. I just took a rip, so give me one second here. Um, All right, no, I got you, Ben. Take go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm yeah. I'm also going to ride with Jacksonville plus seven and a half. It, for me, it's not so much. Yes, they did look solid against uh, Jack uh, against Arizona, even though they ultimately didn't cover in that game either. For me, it's more of a the way the NFL works. It just eventually they're going to play a close game. I think this is the week. I like Cincinnati a lot. I love Joe Burrow, but seven and a half points is a lot for a team that's ultimately not that good. Um, you know, there's a reason they picked in the top five last year, and so this is again one of those stupid. Just like last week when I picked fucking Houston, or week one when I picked Detroit, I'm like, all right, let me pick the shitty team in the points and just hope that right. it's you know a random close NFL game. Right. Ben, you good off that rip? Yeah, I'm good. 
you so much for taking that for me. Um, <laughs> I'm going to, you know, I'm going to veer uh, and go the other way here. I'm going to go Cincy uh, minus 7.5. Um, I get what you guys are saying. Like, since I get that Cincy's not that great of a team, they're a little bit um, not well known. Nobody's really, you know. But I think we have to remember that Jacksonville probably should have lost that game 31 to 10 last week. Seven points did come off a 96 yard uh, kick return touchdown at the end of the half, which was a little ridiculous. Um, yeah. And I think since he's coming off a division rival win against a not a good team this year, to be honest with you, the Steelers. But I think they're going to come off that really hot and heavy. Um, hot and heavy, yes, you guys heard that right. And they're going to yep. be in Cincinnati, Cincinnati on Thursday night. And I think they're just going to crush the Jags, you know. Love it. Absolutely love it. All right, the uh, the Sunday night football game will be one of the most overhyped football games in the history of life. No one really cares at all. Um, but that would be Tampa Bay playing at New England. New England is getting six and a half points, so Tampa Bay is favored by six and a half points. Nick, let's hear it. Yeah, I unless Bill Belichick just is a wizard, and he's definitely proven proven to be a wizard in the past. So I might be eating my words here, but. I, are they not going to beat the Patriots by at least a touchdown? I don't. I can't imagine Brady goes in and one doesn't look like phenomenal, but I don't see him losing this game. And I don't yeah. think six and a half is that much. This actually, to me, if I was uh, if I was giving it the the one to hammer, I I think I'm probably going Tampa Bay by like fifteen in this game. Fucking love it, Ben. Yeah, I think it's also one of my top picks of the week, too. I'm probably going to lay some serious money on it this week as well. Tampa Bay, uh, minus 6.5. I mean, let's be honest. That Adele commercial got us all fired up, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. Oh, it got me fired up. Yeah, okay. no, thank, I, you, thank, I, you. No, thank you. No, I definitely didn't. I mean, other than this game being absolute <laughs> trash, yes, but, but the song fired me up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I understand. But – um. Yeah, let's be honest. Like since Tom Brady left New England, New England has not been good. Uh, since Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay, they've been really good. And I know this is going to be a big game for Tom Brady to, I think, show everyone, keep showing everyone what he can do. Um, I think the team, the team is just better. I think he's going to be trying to break some records. I think, and he's just going to be trying to stomp on their throat. Uh, so yeah, six and a half. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's confusing, you know. Um, I want to make a quick note that if Bryce Harper homers uh, during this session here, I'm going to go nuts. But we're going to go with the Tampa Bay Bucks minus six and a half. I completely understand why this game's on Sunday Night Football, but for me, this would be the least anticipated Sunday Night Football game of the year. <laughs> I actually want to watch two good teams play against each other. I don't give a fuck about Belichick and Brady's relationship. <laughs> Fuck Bill Belichick forever. His press conferences are literally the worst things on earth. Um, I, I'm on record of you know hating Tampa Bay this year, but I hope they win by fucking 50. Uh, I hope the Patriots never make the playoffs again while we're alive. Uh, so anyway, I've got Tampa Bay minus six and a half. Let's transition from the negative train over to Monday Night Football. Um, fuck the Patriots once again. Um, Monday night, we've got the Las Vegas Raiders, red-hot Raiders 3-0. 
at the Los Angeles Chargers, also slightly red hot, two and one. The Chargers favored by three and a half over the Las Vegas Raiders. Nick, go ahead. Yeah, this this was a tough one. I think this could mm-hmm. really go either way. I'm pleasantly surprised with how the Raiders have looked so far. Uh, I I don't know. I'm not I'm not huge on trusting them, but I think I'm going to take the three and a half points. This would be the one where I'm at, like your Jacksonville uh, Cincy uh, comparison being a close game. I'm, I'm hoping that this one would be a close game and the Raiders are covering a lot with the last second field goal or something of that nature. Yep. Love it. Uh, ben? I just changed my pick. I don't know if you guys just saw that. But, like, I I, yeah, I was on the Raiders plus 3.5. Um, I've been on the Raiders all year winning money on them. But I think the Chargers are really fucking good. And I think they are coming off a pretty, you know, pretty big victory against the Chiefs. Could be a letdown game here. But I really – I like their coach a lot. I think he's going to get them even keeled. Brand Staley. I think Herbert's an even keel guy. I think they come in here and kind of beat the wheels at home oh. off against the Raiders. The wheels, wow. I uh, I am going to go with the, the Chargers uh, minus three and a half. This is one of those weird things for me as a better where I don't like lines that are of this amount. So, like, if I was thinking that the Raiders were going to win, I wouldn't take them plus three and a half. I would just take them on the money line. Now right. I realize I just said that if I think they're going to win, I just would never be like, oh, I think they're going to lose a close game. Like, that's just not yeah, right. Um. I think this one for me just depended on where the game was. I would have picked the Raiders if it was in Vegas. I do think the Raiders have, you know, squeaked by with some of their matchups. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly last week against Miami, they made it way closer than it needed to be. Obviously, when they beat a, the Ravens, that, yeah. was, that was a really good win. But and that was a long overtime wins, game, too, you know? Long overtime game. Um, anyway, this is, again, one of those things where it's like – just a momentum thing. They've won three other games. The NFL usually has a way of correcting itself. Don't necessarily see the Raiders starting out 4 0. And yeah. so we'll just go with yeah. the Chargers. Love Herbert. Right. Um, but yeah, that's I don't I don't feel confident about that one. That is not a game I would bet on if I was throwing throwing a wager yeah. down. Um that'll cover it for primetime pick'em. We are going to transition into the lovely segment of the week, the manager interview with Nick Snyder. Thanks for being here, Nick. Uh, Moz Meatloaf, which shouts to Eli Manning on the Manning cast last night for also <laughs> that a little so Moz <laughs> the Meatloaf. I am crushed by the fact that this is not an every Monday thing. That that really just slapped me in the face when I found that out at the end of the broadcast. Um, I think but Nick, they probably didn't know if it was going to be a big hit or not, so they right. probably were testing it out the first couple weeks. I agree, and I think they have actual like travel uh, arrangements to do other things, like in some yeah. of these other weeks with when they have them off. Sure, like yeah. So, or ESPN doesn't um, have enough money to pay them to do it every week. Too. And what I've, I mean, what I've think thought about every time I've watched it is like, if it gets popular enough, man, like they're going to be pissed the fucking regular telecast where they're like putting all this production into it and, right. and obviously yeah. paying people a ton of money. And, and yeah. it, I mean, it's a wild production as someone that typically not even cause I'm interested just cause I'm bored on a Monday. I'll usually turn on like Monday night countdown right when it starts. That's like two and a half hours before the game starts. Yeah. And they have yeah. so many segments and personalities and, and just fluff cause they're fucking ESPN and that's what they do. And I don't even dislike their personalities that much on that particular show, but it's just like, God, it must cost them so much money to produce. Anyway, yeah. moving on from Monday Night Football, Nick, your team currently sits at one and two. 
Lopsided loss this week. We talked about a little bit with a lot of the injuries. Yeah, Great win yeah. in week two versus Rob. Crushing close week one loss against Bosco. A lot of injury woes. You do get to play Ben uh, this week. That could be a get-right game for you. As with everyone, talk to me about the state of the Moz meatloaf right now. Uh, Moz meatloaf right now, yeah. The injuries have hurt this year. I, I think last year early on I got bit pretty good too. Don't hold me to that, but I'm pretty sure I was – I mean, McCaffrey got hurt, so – Problem, yeah, of that course. Was big. Uh, I don't know. I'm hoping that uh, CMC and Gallup are back pretty soon. I don't think the Juju thing is going to be too long. So, yeah, we picked the, the fantasy gods, gave me a good week to play Ben. Hopefully, we heal up and uh, everybody's back for week five. No offense, Ben. I'm just uh, I'm hoping no, it's I can okay. play you with a couple of the, the bench guys and still get a W. Uh, I don't know. In, in terms of uh, the state of the team, I, I like where I'm at. I'm not too. Uh, too too sad to have a one and two record at this point given uh given the McCaffrey scenario um I I still think I'm maintaining you know playoff relevancy while uh delicately balancing a a thin roster I've probably traded away one too many guys this year that's my only regret maybe keeping one one more bench guy like a a Corey Davis or something like that would have been a nice piece to have had and a little insurance piece so may have uh, may have bit myself there but we're uh, we just need to get healthy and uh, steer steer the ship in the right direction that's right and look the reality is we've got four teams at two and one four teams at one and two that's yeah. absolutely in this very early stage you know everyone's season battling is young for... season is young we got a long way exactly to go. biggest season ever people forget that um all right so that's the state of Moz meatloaf uh, we'll transition towards a little bit of future talk nick because you're one of the most unique teams in the league as of right now, you own four first-round picks in the upcoming yeah. 2022 draft. Uh, of note, the combined record of those four teams, including your own pick, is 2-10, and yep. ten, uh, including two 0-2 teams. Ben's awful team, really nice hole there. Uh, so kind of a dual-part question, you know, how did you pull off acquiring that many picks? Was that part of your overall strategy, or did it kind of just fall into place that way? Uh, and then have you begun scouting for the upcoming draft? Yeah, Absolutely, have been scouting. I don't really plan to have a shit ton of first round picks. Like I wasn't necessarily the the evil plan uh, years yeah. years back trading away guys to get that. It kind of just fell into my lap in a couple different scenarios. Um, I'm absolutely scouting without giving a without giving up too much uh, info here. Uh, like like a couple of the top heavy running backs this year. I we did watch. I haven't watched a lot of Texas. So that Bijan Robinson mm. guy looks like yeah. a fucking beast. Shouts out Sal Point. Uh, he's a Tucson native. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Isaiah Spiller looks good. Uh, Brees Hall looks good. So, I mean, those guys will probably be going high in the next year's draft anyways. But if I can snag a couple of those guys, uh, reload, still keep a lot of the younger guys on the team, I think Moz Meatloaf has uh, has some potential. But I don't know. That wasn't uh, that wasn't part of the strategy. I think the thing's more to fell in my lap and uh, – more or less, I, I go. I went back and looked through all the trades. I won't get too ahead of myself, but uh, more or less, I have been kind of unfaithful to uh, most of my roster. There's very few guys oh. that are on on like my list of you can't be traded. Um, yep. So I'm just trying to maximize the value a little bit. And uh, we've, as everybody knows, I'm uh, I'm willing to talk trades a lot, and uh, I think I've tried to take advantage of that. So yeah, ended up. Uh, a lot of first round picks. A lot of first round picks coming from uh, Mr. Goldstein over there that has uh, yeah. absolutely helped shape the team. 
Yeah, well, let's uh, we'll segue right into the next one. Uh, Williams' first round pick specifically was acquired via Ben. Uh, that was the infamous Russell Wilson and a first rounder for Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yep. I know you sent me the, the uh, screenshot of the text. Seems like it kind of came together quickly, and within a series of texts that went back and forth, the deal was done. Talk to me about that. Yeah, this was one. Usually, you have to grind a little bit to you know try and stick up for your team and uh, try and get as much out of it as you can, but. Uh, yeah. Ben hit me up late March and this, I don't remember exactly when he did went in comparison to like what exactly we knew about the Deshaun Watson situation, Yeah, but he, he definitely was in trouble at that point. And Ben kind of just sent me like a witty little, like, Hey, what's going on with Deshaun? Or like, can I get a statement about uh, Deshaun Watson about your quarterback? And I don't know that eventually turned into uh, throw me an offer, Ben. And he offered me Russell and a first. And I just, you have to jump yeah. on that. Nah, your quarterback's raping people. You got to take, uh, you got to right. take a good uh, QB in a first. Well, what's, what's, Go ahead, just man. to kind of like just to kind of like say a couple of things <laughs> um it was a bad trade like it was a bad trade. i was taking a risk i will say that but i guess in my head i like i knew i was trading for a guy that was in some sort of trouble at that point but i was also trading for like a generational like 24 year old quarterback um and then Russell Wilson, who was like kind of an aging quarterback, who was in kind of a floundering offense. When I had another first rounder, I know. But anyways, I also another thing about Watson is at that point it was only one woman. <laughs> I know that doesn't say a whole lot, but then it did or something. Yeah, you know. well, it for- just and I'm not defending Deshaun Watson at all. Like not a good guy, but. Uh, yeah, it was a tough trade. Tough trade. For what it, for what it's worth, I'm pretty sure uh, you just hated Russell Wilson at that point in time too. I don't know yeah. how you currently feel yeah. about him. So I definitely think I leveraged strong that I strong possibility. And how my brain kind of works is I don't remember why I hated Russell Wilson. Um, I don't remember. Just, was it? Was it because you wanted well, I mean, I listen to the Benchwarmers podcast, so you guys went in week after week just fucking getting after it. Um, yeah. You know, one week was like, this is fucking annoying. What's going on? Why is he, you know, telling all these teams that he wants to be traded to? And then, like, yeah. of course, once, I, he, once he decided I... he'd come back, you guys were like, oh, and it, like, it was never a big deal. It wasn't going to happen. You know, it's just, you know, being a prisoner of the moment. And sure. obviously, that's I, your favorite I, team and your did I not, quarterback. And... Did I not always kind of see him on the Russ's side of that? I don't know. I always felt yes. like I was on the Russ's yes. side. Yes, you were definitely anti-Pete Carroll without question. Yeah. In terms of the that's what I'm saying. Like, I always felt like Pete Carroll – Listen, I still feel – don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like Pete Carroll is – with yeah. the Seahawks. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the only thing I wanted to note, I found it funny that, that Nick mentioned that it was kind of smooth. You know, usually these trade discussions are a, yeah. a grind, things like that. Just two months prior, Nick, uh, Ben and I pulled off a trade that was T.Y. Hilton and Ben's 2024 third-round pick to me, and then I gave him a second-round pick and a third-round pick. I cannot tell you how hard we grinded on that simple trade. <laughs> like we had to have thrown back 15 to 20 different scenarios just to land on the value of T.Y. Hilton. So like the fact that that big ass trade wasn't a grind at all, it just cracked me up. Because no, I remember that, specifically that is, just. Yeah. That was easily one of the smoothest trades to date. The like, I love oh, it. I, effortless. I'm honestly, yeah. I'm trying to think what was going on through my head to even go through that smoothly. And like, I know we kind of already went through this, but like, 
I think maybe I was like walking Gigi or something like that, and she was like, yeah, like going after like another dog or something. I don't know. Just I feel like something was going on. Like I just was that not had to in, <laughs> I don't know. In Ben's defense, uh, in Call Me Crazy, I think we will see Deshaun Watson play another snap. In I agree. Row. I don't think he's done. Yeah, and even then, I still don't know if it's a good trade. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, we'll see. Yeah. No, I completely agree. There's a clear sentiment that these NFL guys don't get punished the way that they should, yeah. like almost regardless of what they do. I mean, the fact that people like Roethlisberger, like Tyreek Hill, like oh, obviously these are yeah. different scenarios, Joe Mixon, like Kareem Hunt, like these dudes were caught on camera hitting women and they're still like right. yeah. I will say like it's, less than it's, a year. It's a little sketch that FBI is getting involved, but hey, we'll just, you know, yeah, again, we'll see. Well, the, the reality is, don't get me wrong, it wouldn't have been wouldn't have been a good PR move, but the, the Texans could be playing him right now. They could do the whole, like, wait yeah. until we see how the legal thing plays out, but right now he's going to play because he's their quarterback. Yeah. They if just, there was, you know, take If there's the ever a time to play him, is it not right now when Tyrod literally can't play? <sighs> and... But they've already set the precedent where they're not going to play him all year, yeah. so at this point they can't turn around. Yeah. I, I know, know. It's weird. I, it's I, a, it's I a agree. bad deal. They should have. I mean, what blew my mind, the last thing on the Deshaun Watson before we go down some of your trade history, Ben, what blew my mind is they could have traded him when he first requested a trade. I always think it's so stupid of the teams to try to play hardball and be like, oh, well, you know, we're going to keep you and just you know, force you to be here even though you don't want to be. If they had just committed to the fact that, hey, we're the Texans and we suck, we're going to get a new coach, a new GM, et cetera, et cetera, and completely blow this thing up, they could have traded Deshaun Watson for a fucking haul right at the beginning before all this legal stuff even came out. And then all of a sudden they'd be sitting pretty thinking, oh, look at all these picks we had. Even if they made the swap with Miami that everyone talked about where they might have gotten like Tua and the third pick and all these things. It's like, imagine if they had just tried to pull that off. They'd have been yeah. in such a different position. They probably would have drafted a quarterback from this year's class. Not that those guys look good so far, but still, it just would have been a completely different outlook. Yep. So anyway, we'll see how it goes down. Nick, let's talk about everyone's favorite segment, best and worst trades. Yeah. Again, this is completely blind to us, so whatever you want to bring to the table – if you want to go best first, worst first, whatever it may be. I'll, I'll kind of mix it up. Uh, I mean, just in terms of, like, my my trade, my team, uh, I mentioned earlier, I wish I wouldn't have traded away. I wish I wouldn't have thinned my roster out so much. I could have kept a couple uh, bench guys and not gotten, like, future assets, future seconds, like the Corey Davis. I think I gave him to Anthony for, like, a future yeah. second. And you, you did and get I didn't write that down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the so, most recent know, trade in the league. Like, terrible like value i just you know i'd rather have Corey davis right now but it is mm-hmm. live and li- live and learn you know uh the one that i wrote down which has always irked me i traded and i don't remember who i acquired zach Ertz. i think in 2020 before the draft i got the, I got the sheet so i can confirm for you and i gave up the 15th pick and when i looked back through it who was still available uh I know Pittman got taken there. I wrote that down, but like Antonio Gibson was still available, Rieger, uh, Claypool. So like, I'm and they pretty... were kind of going in that range. You know, I easily could have been those guys. Yeah, that was with me, but I'm almost sure that I'd trade away that pick. Let's be honest. <laughs> well, let's see. I mean, the person that actually went 15 was, yeah, like you said, Pittman that was traded from Ben to Travis. Yeah. yeah. So in, in our linear way of looking at it, that is in theory who you traded it for. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, he really – Zach Ertz, if I'm disappointed in uh, his career trajectory over the last two years. Yeah. Um, so, that I mean, that one hurt me. Uh, getting all these – I really got to make next year's draft count. Our first in-person one is going to be uh, hilarious with me selecting uh, a third of the uh, first-rounders. Yeah. Uh, 
but I, I think I traded Scott Julio at the right time. I wrote that one down. Uh, Julio has been suspect these first couple games. I got a first and second, uh, Devontae Parker, and uh, the option to swap a future first if it is. Which is always a sick trade to make. Beneficial to swap. Me. Yeah, so uh, that one I think I nailed. Um, Although Julio has been good to start the year. The the Russell Wilson and Will's first for Deshaun was my best trade to date. Um, Another one, I got got Austin Eckler and Ben's first next year, and I only gave up like T.Y. Hilton and Robbie Anderson and uh, uh, Devin Singletary. That was was a cool trade. that was a pretty. Uh, that was a pretty good win. For Three me. guys was, who aren't on Ben's team anymore. That was a. Uh, that was me pushing for the playoffs last year. Um, which you made. No, and not only pushing for the playoffs, pushing through the playoffs, which did not happen. Yeah. Um, and then I got so upset that I just traded your assets. Trade all those players So yeah. Yeah, it was uh, Austin Eckler, Corey Davis, Ben's twenty twenty. Oh yeah, it was a bad. And an yeah, option it was a, to swap. Yeah, bad trade. Yeah, Real bad. Worse than Deshaun trade. Made, I've definitely made some stupid trades, but like they've just been low value trades. I mean, I I, I traded I don't even know who for Edo Smith and f- with Ben he got cut like hours after that trade. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we got it. I did, I did the same here. thing uh, with John Brown and Anthony. I got John Brown for like a third, and he got dropped this off like season a day later. when he was on the Raiders. Yeah, so I mean, I made some yeah. stupid low value moves, but nothing. You gave up really Bernard and Dan Arnold for Edo Smith. Yeah. Um, guys, I was going to cut shouts, anyways. Shouts Dan Arnold. You guys are the two biggest Dan Arnold fans I've ever met. Um, uh, I, I know you guys swap text immediately after that trade went down this week in the real NFL. It was hilarious. <laughs> why? Why? Why was John Brown cut? Is he? Is he just over the hill? He must be. I really don't know. Because I, they've got some decent receivers there now, so he must have just been like too expensive for a fourth or fifth best wideout. I really don't know. Yeah, he was, he was up, caught. Uh, he was caught selling drugs to his teammates. Yeah, we don't want to spread any false accusations, Ben. That was for uh, <laughs> pick number twenty-five A, is what you gave to Anthony for John Brown. I mean, that's fine. And then yeah. Kalen Bollage was like thrown into that trade, even though I don't actually think he was a part of it. Like, I think it was just a wow. for purposes. Yeah, your boy. No man. idea. He's definitely not on my roster. Um, my fa- I'll give you one last one. My favorite trade, and maybe it's just because of the recency bias, but Ben gave me TJ Hawkinson in the fourth, or I'm sorry, the 14th overall pick, which turned into Rondale Moore, and I gave up nine, mm. which turned into Trevor Lawrence. So I absolutely nailed that one. Love it. And you guys rescinded your ability to swap your first-round picks in 2020. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, it, that's I, I'm, I'm messing with you. I just think oh. it's so sick that at one, point, <laughs> at one point you had two different options to swap first in 2025. Yeah, I, and I'm like, I, I remember trying spot, to figure yeah. out, like, okay, so what yeah. happens in terms of the standings between the three of you? <laughs> and after going through all that, it pretty much just sounds like you've taken advantage of me over and over I'm have yeah. to approach you more cautiously in trades now. <laughs> well, what's, I thought you know, it's going to be a pretty smart guy, Ben. <laughs> he is. But... I thought so too, to be honest with you. But these have been some dumb fucking trades. <laughs> well, what's going to be fun, Ben, is ultimately at the end of the year when we interview each other, um, and we just go through all of your trade history, Ben. That's going to be a real eye-opening experience in terms that's of. That's going to be hilarious. It's... That's there's a be... lot of different routes we can go with that one. 
that's going to be like that always sunny in Philadelphia meme where he's just drawing up then Charlie's just drawing up the whole entire fucking like diagram, you know, like, yeah, it's going to be nuts. At, at one point, I forget if we did like a, uh, some kind of stat keeping of, I think we, Bosco might've done something of who's done the most trades or something like that, uh, but we might have to revisit that. Not their log nicely. Hey Ben, can you do me a favor and, uh, Read off the next uh, couple of questions. We're just going to get things started here with dinner. Yes. Uh, Specific to Maz Meatloaf. Your team is Maz Meatloaf. But outside of that scene, what is your favorite wedding crasher scene, Snyder? Other than the... the Ma! Ma! Meatloaf! Yeah, other than that (laughs) one. I okay. Well, there, Chaz is the best. Will Ferrell is the best. So yeah, no, I get you. Hilarious ones with him. Uh, for whatever reason, I think it's hilarious that they go crash a funeral, even though that's not like the funniest thing. I've always got a kick out of it. Um, the it's pretty funny. To- Todd's painting is a hilarious scene yeah. when he's like goes into his room at night. Yeah, that's that's awesome. <laughs> I, I always. When did when did uh when did Wedding Crashers come out? How old were we? Like, Ooh, like two thousand six. Freshman, freshman in high school, I was maybe. Say, yeah, probably. I would have said middle school or like eighth grade or two thousand five. Like yeah. I don't really know. I don't know. I got. I, don't I, know, know, it's probably, uh, I just it's a classic movie. It's still like just as oh, funny yeah. to this day. Uh, oh, for sure. The, I watched the, it this the, weekend. The scene, the scene where they are like pretty early into the movie right after they uh, are doing the negotiation be- uh, between the wife and husband or whatever and they show that w- Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn just like banging all those chicks is hilarious uh, the grandma being racist is always funny I don't know there's, there's a we went through a lot there of movies. Yeah. Ben, ben can we give yes. can, can you give us one scene that's your favorite personally <clears throat> I love uh and Owen Wilson are sitting there in the morning eating breakfast at the house, and Vince Vaughn is really upset with Owen Wilson. Yeah, and yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I forget like the exact lines per se. I'm not going to try to butcher them, but that whole entire scene is good. Where he's got the big plate of breakfast and puts the exactly, all over it exactly, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. The yeah. the yeah. make me a make me a bicycle clown. That's that's yeah, really that's that's a good yeah. yeah. Truly a classic. The one that the one that I'll shout out just because this is my favorite movie and I've seen it a million times now. Uh, right after they go on the boat ride, boat ride's not necessarily a long scene, but you know where Rachel McAdams has to teach Owen Wilson how to sail because he obviously doesn't sail. Um, but when they get back and Zach uh, has been puking, you know, for the last couple of days after the eye drop incident, mm-hmm. and he's ready for the fucking quail hunt. He like double cocks his gun, and yeah. he double cocks his gun, way too fired up. And, uh, you know, Vince Vaughn's character goes, so the, uh, the environmentalist, a uh, big hunter too. And, you know, yeah. Zach says this whole thing about quail being overpopulated, things like that. And he asks him, you got a fucking problem with that? <laughs> <laughs> and Vince Vaughn goes, no, not nearly as much of a problem as I have with, you know, your attire or just your general perspective towards people, but Hey, let's go kill some fucking birds. I'm stoked. Yeah. <laughs> and that line absolutely floors me. Uh, that's awesome. Um, all right, so we'll move off of that one. And I can go ahead and get this question in because we did a little work on the, the dinner tonight. Big dinner night. Come on, boys. Um, the Arizona What are we place. having? What, what are We're you having uh, chicken curry with a side of asparagus and naan bread. Oh, wow. God, you dog. Jeez. You're an animal. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't fuck around when it comes to making dinner. It's you know, child shit no more. 
I'm an adult. I'm almost 30. Um, so that's what we're having for dinner. And then the question I was going to ask, Nick, is the Arizona boys. So myself, Ben, Joe, Rob, and you, we all famously lived in the Apache Santa Cruz dorm at University of Arizona. Most of us specifically in the Playa's Hall, although we were all in the same dorm and spent a Shouts large out. majority of our, of our time there. Just wanted to know if you've got any uh, stories that you remember of just first impressions of, of any of the, the AZ boys from the league when you remember first meeting us, first you know social interactions, whatever it may be. Yeah, 100%. Well, the moment I met Skaggs, we all thought he was which was hilarious. Skaggs was my favorite. <laughs> so nobody, nobody in the, the Cali side knows this, but uh, Chris Young was my roommate, and Chris and I lived next to Skaggs and this uh, tall, athletic black dude named X, Xavion. And yep. X just got a kick out of coming into Chris in my room early on and just telling us how big of a bully Skaggs was. was <laughs> uh, but, I, I, no, all the all the AZ boys, uh, solid impression from them. I was pretty – I think we all gelled pretty well. Uh, I'm unfortunately probably most similar to, like, Joe, which is sketch. Shouts out Joe <laughs> Belfi. Um, but I, I, I don't know. No, The only thing that I really can uh, – comment on is i'm actually the one that got like the coldest reception from everybody uh, i thought i was gonna get shunned the the story to tell here is the first week that we all lived there uh the entire group went to some frat party and i was the only one they didn't invite and i was just sitting by myself landsberging <laughs> it and uh and probably crying myself to sleep that night and uh everybody else is out getting their dick nice. stuck I don't... or something I don't think I went, bud. So I, I think this would have been this would have been the Seattle boys for sure. Uh, maybe maybe Rob was included in that, but I also Xavion and I did did our separate thing with a separate crew of friends. Yeah, well, uh, Shouts Kyle Carlson for the Redwood Redwood boys. Uh, that was the kid I knew from Marin that went to U of A and was in our dorm. So I was fratting around with him in the first couple of weeks before we, we also my real boys were you guys. Just one more uh, append. Really it was Jack Henry. Um, we don't talk about him enough. Yeah. Uh, absolute legend. Absolute legend. Yeah. Uh, San Diego surfer. San, exactly. San Diego surfer dude for life. Um, just great guy. Miss him. Miss him. Wish I could see him. Shout out Jack Henry. Yeah, he is still alive for, for those listeners wondering. He's Yeah, he's not dead. Uh, I know that's he, ran, like he randomly used to just hit me up like once a year and be like, hey, man, what are you doing? It wouldn't even be like, <laughs> there'd, be no, there'd be no context to it. It'd be like, Man, do you love that. that play or something? I'd be like, what are you doing, dude? What's up, Jack? Love that. He was a good baller, good basketball player. Oh, yeah. Real Hooper. serious cat. Yeah. <laughs> it was ben, so funny. Still, what you... Ben, do you still talk so... to the – do you still talk to your old weird roommate? Did, I forget. Did you have the weird roommate? Ivan? Or did... oh, well, I mean, Rob – Fuck Rob Ivan. had Rob had Rob Jesse had the, the kicker. kicker. Yeah, like kicker the third. Yeah, the kicker. I had um the sketchy Ivan dude who yeah we. I think he just left for like he just left for like a month and I didn't know what happened. So hey, he deserves no airtime. Yeah, yeah. Good times. Bear down. What a great football team we have this year so far. You know, we'll see if we win a <laughs> game or not. Um, we're going to go with, actually, these are a couple more sports related questions, even though they're not really about the uh, league per se. Nick, if you had to pick two NFL players that are rostered in Dynasty King, so again, a relevant skill position player, to win a game of beer pong, speaking of college, who would you pick and why? Yeah, 
I wish you wouldn't have included the like had to have been rostered. I'm not even sure if well, Damian Jones is still in the league, but God, he's I would not. But a hundred percent, he would have been. You think Pac-Man Jones was good at beer pong? Pac-Man no, Jones. I just imagine. Think about because like is beer pong not like a white man's game? I could be so wrong, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would, just imagine I would the, all the like hoodest people in the NFL and like getting them to play beer pong would be hilarious. They probably play with lean or something in it. <laughs> But my pick. Yo, you can tags. if you want, <laughs> Nick. Give us two picks in the Dynasty Kings League, and then two that are just NFL players in general. Yeah, uh, we're gonna go. And they'll play with, each other. I I had to pick my boy uh, Gronk Bear Down. Uh, I'm sure he's a, a stud. I'm sure he's got many games of beer pong under his belt. So we're going Rob Gronkowski as one of them. And uh, funny enough, I went with another white tight end. Uh, Travis Kelsey would be he just was like a <laughs> cool, cool dude. So that was the, literally the first thing that I thought of when I wrote. You went with the just the Travis bros, Kelsey. just the bros. Love that. Uh, I mean, Travis, I, Travis Kelsey at tight end, you was fucking electric. Yeah, but I couldn't, and I'm gonna offend all the Niners guys, but like, could, I couldn't imagine playing with like George Kittle though, you know. So there's, it's not just because you're a white tight end; it's just these guys have that it factor. I could see George playing some BP, but he does definitely beat to his own drum um, and might be a little bit different when it comes to the partying aspect. I could see him, like, you know, shotgunning a beer and like, or chugging really quickly. I just don't know if he's a beer pong guy. Yeah. My, he's, an interesting, ra- he's an interesting cat. He's he's a very interesting cat. The, ra- the rando picks, uh, I guess I'll go, I'll stick with Pac Man Jones, just would be hilarious. Or like Chris Johnson <laughs> yeah. back in the day would have been so funny. Uh, just them two shaking their dreads. This, uh, this just came to me too. Imagine Calais Campbell with that tiny little <laughs> oh beer pong ball. Yeah. And well, just trying to hit the cups with that would be hilarious. It'd be like Shaq shooting a free throw. Right. And that's what I even thought of when you mentioned Gronk. I, you know, there's no denying, I'm sure he played plenty of beer pong at, at U of A and all that kind of stuff. But even someone his size, picturing him holding yeah. a little ping pong ball, I'm just like, I yeah. can't, can't imagine a lot of control behind that. No, that's um, probably true. We'd probably get skunked, but, but that'd be but hilarious. All right. Love the picks. Uh, we've got one more question for you, and then you're going to have some questions for us. And then at the very end, we'll play everyone's favorite game, name that league member. Uh, Nick, while there are other soccer fanatics within the Dynasty Kings League, you're the crown jewel as far as on-field talent. Uh, but if you had to pick one other league member to take an important penalty kick, who would it be and why? Remember, Snides, we uh, talked about we talked about this this week in Snides. Remember, I I oh. pitched you, I pitched you me. Remember, I'm definitely not picking you, Ben. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I would maybe put you, you straight in Italy, up. But you, you straight I, up, I, you I, straight I, up told me right there. Just stop. <laughs> so, uh, I've I've seen a couple people play uh, from this list. Uh, our boy Joe is pretty good at soccer, so he's he's a pretty obvious did, choice for me. Did Joe play in high school? I know he likes soccer a lot, but yeah, Joe played in part. high school. Okay, got you. Yeah, so he's 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 uh, he's decent. Uh, so Joe would be my like logical choice, but uh, I'll tell you who I'm not picking is Anthony. Uh, don't think the guy <laughs> could clutch up in the moment to save his life. So there's a lot of names on this list that I would take. Uh, it's pretty much Ben and Anthony are the two that I wouldn't choose. I'll put it that way. Understood. And I've you know got a history of defending Anthony. I'll admit I have never seen him kick a soccer ball. Don't see him as being the biggest soccer guy, but he's got a leg. leg. Um, the one thing I'll note, Nick, 
there's only one other person that I know of in the league that did actually play soccer in high school, and that would be Dan, and he was a goalie, actually, interestingly okay. enough. Okay. Hey, no, so, that's fine. There's plenty of good uh, goalies that are, are good at PKs, good good set-piece players. So I'm, yep. I'm, with so I'm thinking at the in-person draft, we get out to a field, get Joe oh. out there, get Dan out there, one-time PK, see what happens. Low man Love wins. It. Love it. We'll make it happen. And uh, I'll turn it over to you, Nick. Whatever questions you got, Ben and I have no idea what's coming, but we're ready to answer literally anything. I have just a couple quick thoughts. It's, this is more to get a better feel on uh, – I call you guys the, the Cali side of the group because Skaggs, you're kind of the glue, obviously, from uh, the AZ boys to, uh, to that old side. So, Skaggs, this one's more for you. Um, there's four – I'm calling Joe, Rob, me, and Ben, the, the Zona crew. If you had to pick a best friend for each of us on the Cali side of the group, that being <laughs> Zach, Bosco, Dan, Travis, Will yeah. Scott – uh, who are you assigning to each of us? And I kind of want to know why you think we, they would fit well with us. <laughs> That's a great question, Nick. Let me do a quick little overview of the league here. All right, so we're matching up the AZ boys with the uh, with the with California the Ca- boys with the Cali Bros. And if you really want to uh, include yourself as the fifth man on on the uh, AZ roster, you can go ahead and pick a best friend in that group. I just didn't want to put you in that position, you know? No, that's okay. I understand. Um, for for Ben, we're going to go with someone that he has met before, and that would be Travis. Um, those are two football guys, just two, two like-minded, low-key. Great guy. Love Travis. Good, guy, good guys to be around. Um, Travis doesn't quite have Hard the fire that Ben has. Um, Ben definitely brings a little bit more heat. Um, in general, Travis is more laid back than Ben. Um, is but he smoking he, as much weed as, uh, as Ben? He, he smokes weed, but certainly, I mean, I don't know anyone that smokes as much as Ben. Um, he prefers Travis to his weed. Travis is also a big hardware guy too. We talked right, hardware. Big hardware well, guy. Well, a a dude that can do things with his hands. Um, so I think that's a natural pairing there. For, let's see, for Nick. Let me pair you up with someone, Nick. Honestly, Nick, this is a tough one. I have I have one name in mind, no homo, that I want you to pick, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> that, that, that's just funny in itself. Um, uh, Nick, I truly think you and Scott would be close, and I know you probably don't know each other very well. Gags, do you um, want to know who I wanted you to pair me with? Yeah, of course. Fucking Scott. Let's well, go. Yeah, I'm a psychic. Let's go. I know all, wow. these, I know all these people. You guys don't necessarily have a maybe a ton in common interests. You know, like Scott's not a soccer guy. Um, you're not a house music guy. Uh, Scott's a DJ. Um, but, you know, two guys that just are, like, cool as fuck, you know, and also skinny. So, like, you guys just, like, size-wise, like, really match up together. Uh, I could see you both just rocking, like, tank tops or wife beaters just walking around just being beasts. Um, so that's your pairing. We're going to go with... As long as it wasn't Will is the guy who said he wanted to bang me on the last box. So that's all good. That was pretty good. Um, As for Joe, there's a lot of of people that I could pair him up with because Joe's just such a, you know, happy-go-lucky, likable kid. But I'm going to pair up uh, Joe and Zach. I think they'd have a grand old time together. Um, Just two two great smiles. Um, Just two guys that are... uh, friendly to pretty much everyone um, am i am i correct is did zach just get a puppy i think so 
That would be news to me. Um, was, Scott was that got Scott? A puppy One of them recently. just got a puppy. I don't know. Yeah. Who, I follow people on Instagram. That was Scott, I think, dog. right? Scott Scott got a dog recently, yes. Not okay, Zach yet. Never mind. Um, I was going to say, they, Joe would love that. Yeah. Either way, um, that's going to be my pairing. And then lastly, really easy pairing is Air Blair and Bosco. They're already just like best friends, despite the fact that they barely hang out with each other. Um, but they just love each <laughs> other. They love They love the vibes of each other. And so... That's going to be my last pairing there. Uh, just beautiful. an ultimate kind of respect between the two of them. All right. Cool. That's beautiful. So, yeah, that's my answer. Uh, that. That's, that gives me a little bit of insight on uh, on who these guys are. It'll be interesting to see how, who gels with who when we uh, of, of note, draft in person. Right. Of note, everyone is the same age except for William, who I believe is two years younger than us. Um, so I will admit that. As far as personal lives go, I know the least amount about William, although we grew up together. Don't get me wrong. We're good friends. Um, But I've seen William probably the least out of everyone else over the course of the last several years. Well, he's going to surprise you. I can't wait till you and Will's, your friendship blossoms. No, he's the man. (laughs) He is the man. It's just been a minute since uh, since we used to hang out in in high school and kind of growing up playing basketball together and things Uh, like that. So. Benny boy, this one's more uh, for you since Skaggs had to take most of that one. Uh, Uh-oh. Ben, you can get guaranteed pussy from a random eight. You don't know who this girl is. <laughs> but you get to watch 0% of football that Sunday. You get nothing. Or you get to watch a full Sunday slate. Which one are you taking? Wow. Oh, just Every goddamn uh, time. You can always get... Your... You're a warrior. That, that other, you can always get that pussy another day, but Sundays for that for that time of the year, I gotta stick around. So, um, yeah, give me the full Sunday slate. That's a really good question, Nick. Yeah, I mean, eight is high enough that I'm considering it because you know, there I inevitably am gonna miss a couple it, of Sundays this year, regardless. So I could probably give up one, but yeah. And also at this point, like pussy's just pussy to me. So I'm just like, you know what? I can wow. always get pussy. Ben but is football, such a thug. you just ben. never know what's gonna happen on a football Sunday. You just never know. You know, you know who he sounded like there, Nick, is Drake on November 18th. You know, really <laughs> pussy, and I get it when I need it. Yeah, um, shouts out, champagne poppy. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot. Ben's not a Drake guy, which is you know, just a long this, line. This of is a, this ben, is for but... both of you guys. I kind of like to hear quickly who your biggest surprise in the NFL is through week three, your biggest disappointment and team uh, or player uh, team and kind of where you were, think you were right. And who, who proved you wrong? Who's shocking you right now? Go ahead, Andrew. Well, let me just pull up a quick look at, uh, yeah, I was going to So we kind of touched on them earlier. I'll, I'll, I'll just say my piece. I'm pretty surprised that the Raiders and Broncos are both 3-0. Granted, I think the Broncos have had a pretty weak schedule so far. but Yeah, the teams I, are 0-9 combined. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm saying that the Broncos look pretty good, though, in my, in yeah. my opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. Disappointing can, are the Titans. Is there more disappointing yeah. team than the Titans? Even though they're two and one, they just feel <laughs> so disappointing right now. Uh, I don't feel that way about them, though. That's uh, I don't I don't know if I believe in them. Like the, I, I thought they were. Week one good. was I, a mess. That was when they lost to the Cardinals by a ton. Right? Yeah, they lost to the Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah, that was an absolute mess. But then then them rebounding by beating the Seahawks and the Colts, whatever you may think about them, um, that at least is like okay. They're at least. Slightly yeah. back on track. 
I have two. Um, other than the Seahawks being the most disappointing team, the Colts, <laughs> the Colts are by far the most disappointing team. Um, yeah. Not that I was high on Wentz or anything like that, but the rest of the squad, you know, should be pretty good. Um, and I like Frank Reich as a high head coach, and Wentz isn't terrible. So I assume that they wouldn't be 0-3 by now. So that's a little disappointing. Um, I'd say the most surprising um, I, is are the Panthers to me. Um, I like the Panthers a lot. I like Matt Rule a lot. Especially now that uh, Andrew and I are Sam Darnold. The Sam um, Darnold podcast. Exactly. It's <clears throat> also have a great defense. Um, so I'm just kind of all aboard the Panthers train, I think, right now. Yep. Love it. Uh, let's see here. I will say that I well, in, in the way that you phrased the question about where you think you were right or wrong, I will say with the Colts, I was not expecting very much. Part of it was just a great unknown of, uh, of Carson Wentz, but I also just like, didn't buy into how good their offensive line was. I don't think Jonathan Taylor's that great. Their defense is okay. I don't know. I just didn't see them actually taking a leap. I am a, a pretty big Titans believer, but I agree that they haven't looked great. Uh, the Bengals have probably surprised me the most. And even though I like Burrow, Higgins, Jamar Chase, all of that, just like everything you heard in camp was that like Burrow was looking rough and they can't protect them and all this stuff. So Jamar Chase couldn't catch the football. Like, what right. the fuck? While their wins certainly haven't been like crazy impressive, I do think – Winning in Pittsburgh is, is a, a big deal. It's a good win. Um, it's a good win. You know, I know the Steelers are bad, but still, for a team like the Bengals who have been looking up at the Steelers for most of their time in that division, that's still you know an important hurdle to make. Sure. Um, so that's been the most impressive, most disappointing team. I mean, other than the, the Chiefs haven't been overly disappointing, but I will say I'm you know, naturally surprised that they're 1-2. and two. Um, Honestly, the Bears, and I truly didn't have high expectations for them whatsoever. It's just like, incredible considering they have a good offensive coach that they're still so incompetent offensively and yeah. and i get it you know dalton's a, probably a better fit for right this moment than justin fields but it's just like yo you guys need to scheme something to figure out how to just like move the ball at all um i get that they have a win and they did beat cincinnati who i just mentioned as my team that i'm impressed with but the bears have just been awful and i didn't expect them to be i guess this awful fair. Fair, fair. do you guys know Bye. What the only division in football right now where every single team is negative point differential? I do not, Ben. It's the AFC South. That that doesn't surprise me. Could be the Texans negative nine, Titans negative 13, Colts negative 24, Jaguars. That's a gross division. Yeah, that's gross. The Texans have been slightly impressive for as bad as they Yes, I mean, they battle. They battle. They battle. I got one last question for you, and then I'll turn it back over to you. And as a Cardinals homer, I had to throw something in about them. So, one, quickly, is Kyler the MVP this year? And two, who goes deeper, Cardinals or Saints, in terms of, like, playoff? Uh, I mean, I'll take that one first, Ben. Go ahead. I I think they definitely go deeper than the Saints. I'm not a Saints believer. I'm not a Jameis believer. I do think they have a pretty solid team, but – I would have more faith in the Cardinals, despite the fact that their division is much stronger than the Saints division. division. is way harder. Um, Kyler's a very serious candidate for MVP. I think that's such a hard award to predict, not only early in the season like this, but in general. 
Um, I think the fact that they are in that division and Matt Stafford will certainly have a say in things will be interesting to see starting this week when they have their head-to-head matchups. I think that'll yep. play a factor in the ultimate yep. discussion. Uh, but I would put him as a top three finisher without question. Yeah. Um, no, I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. Sure. Can you repeat the question one more time? My high mind is, <laughs> just, uh, just, please. Uh, do, do you think Kyler is a serious MVP oh. front runner? Oh, and, uh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, Cardinals are way better than the Saints. It's not even close, in my opinion, like roster wise. I just think the Cardinals have a better roster than the Saints. I know, like you guys said, the Cards are in a better division, a way tougher division, but I just think. When it's all said and done, I think the Cardinals are farther than the Saints, um, and I don't mind. I like I like the Saints. I don't think they're bad per se, but just the Cardinals, I think, are a step above them for sure. Um, I hate to like be like, oh yeah, I agree with Skaggs here because you know I want to try to bring something new to the table, but no, nah, he. I mean, like it, it is tough to really tell, um, and I think especially in this division, um, games are going to be tough, physical, um, but. I mean, he's electric, man. He really is electric, and uh, he's got playmakers at wide receiver. Um, you know, I was kind of down on the James Conner signing, but he looks fresh. I know he'll probably he looks be good. done, but he'll probably be done in like five or six weeks. But you know, you still got Chase Edmonds, which <laughs> looks really good. They both, so, they both, yeah, look and good. The, and you know, if the defense, well, I'm not now. I'm just going down, but yeah, Kyler, Kyler, I think is MVP material. Um, if he doesn't finish number one, I think he finishes top three MVP. Very clear. All right, I'm turning it back over to you. Take us home. Wow. Very last question of the evening. Name that league member. Uh, we're going to start with you, our guest, Nick, because you guys both, uh, you know, without giving too much away, I'm usually going to pick someone that you don't know as well or obviously a fact that you wouldn't know about that person. So not to say right. that I couldn't pick one of the Arizona boys here, uh, but the odds are relatively low. Uh, this league member – when shotgunning, shotgunning beers prefers natural light, he prefers opening it with a knife, uh, and he also prefers tipping over porta potties when he's been drinking. Wow. Nick, you have the first shot at this. Well, you gave me a little bit of insight on like the chill vibe. Uh, some, uh, some people in this group immediately don't fit what I, this, what I know about them, at least. Uh that seems like a goalkeeper thing that potentially you could do. Is, is that, uh, is that Danny boy? It is not. Um, I will also note we're going to go to you, Ben next. I will also note that I, well, process of elimination will make this category much easier, but uh, I'm going to try not to repeat anyone. And he was the guy from, I believe week one. Fair um, enough. And, and, or actually, no, maybe not week one, but anyway, Ben, it is not Daniel. So you're telling me he's been on he's been mentioned on this pod before. I'm saying the person who it is has not been mentioned. I'm going to pick oh, a new not. league okay. member. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. So gotcha. you can kind of eliminate some of the people if you're a loyal listener. Okay, you gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay. Ah, Bosco. Ding, ding, ding. Our good Guys. friend Bosco. Love I guess I'll say the one hint that would have come from it is that he has sent a couple of uh, shotgun videos to us in the past in the group. Well, <laughs> you might remember him referring not, to it as natural light, not natty light. Shout out to Bosco. Yeah, that's that's intense. Uh, love the guy, by the way, but what actually sold me on it was the tipping the porta parties when he was drunk. Yeah, so. I fucking love that. <laughs> 
it's a sight to behold. I'll admit, I don't actually remember him like fully pushing over one because usually they're sure. like, pretty locked into he just, wherever they are. But he just seems like the type of guy that would have some fun with that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. One of my yeah, favorite that's, people. That's Rob, best friend material right there. That's for sure. Exactly. <laughs> Them two just getting drunk, just causing <laughs> chaos. But like two of the brightest kids you'll ever meet. But then uh, alcohol gets in the systems, and sometimes shit just gets wild. And yeah, you remember wild. when I was at your place, you were there for the draft or whatever, and you were like, yeah, Rob's like out and about, dude. He's like probably doing blow. He's fucking a girl. So I'm not sure. We'll see. Dude was like he was ready to go and he was doing he was like who knows what he was doing but he was ready to go so like you said brilliant guy always ready to go just likes to party though so i respect it love it all right well uh we're gonna sign off boys hell of a podcast nick thanks for being here ben thanks for being my co-host as always and uh thank you nick tuesday night hey you guys too god bless peace